It's organic, and the chapter is on organic fruit tree care. So you're going to need the book. You go to Amazon, get it, so you, so you can follow through with the book. Thank you. Remember, you already have the book. It's in PDF format. Remember, remember, membership is free, so you can join, and you'll get the book in PDF format. All right, so you have to get it from Amazon. Pre-recorded, so we'll be taking calls in towards the second half of the show, and I'll let you know when. Thank you. So the numbers to there is you can use assume the number to call, or you can call the 800 number, 888-627-6008, or 323-744-4831. I'll let you know when you can call. If you have any questions on this workshop, you can uh, email me or and send me uh, your question. I'll be happy to answer them. So the uh, first half of this workshop is uh, videotaped, so there will be no calls. The second half is going to be live, which means you can be able to call me on my and any of the numbers I've set up here for you to call, the toll-free number, the 888-627-68000, or you can click on the Zoom meeting, which is 466-384-062 to get into the Zoom with us. And so the class is going to start uh, right now. Uh, there appears to be a slight problem with the uh, audio. We'll see if nothing comes on. Otherwise, I'll just take over from here. You know how it works. Uh, people have to be ready to do stuff. I had it done right. It sounded good when I did it, but now it seems to be all quiet. So we're going to have to just, uh, sort of go through it, right? The show must go on. I'm pretty cool. I'm here. Uh, this is Andy Lopez, Invisible Gardener. I don't hear anything, so that means that I must have done something to the audio, something happened again. Uh, I apologize. I am... Um, I don't have any excuses. <laughs> All I can say is I've had, I'm having surgery. I'm changing my sex to binarial. <laughs> binarial. <laughs> so this is going to be uh, uh, lesson number four. I really don't know what I did uh, wrong here. I probably, uh, let me just uh, probably brought up the wrong uh, show. Uh, I had two versions of the show, one I did and one that I didn't do. Let me just, uh, just take a second and see if I can... Um, uh, bring it up. Uh, don't go away, guys. I'll be I'll be right back. I'm just going to pause this here sharing thing for a moment. Yeah, I, I, no, I did the right one, so I don't know why it's not, um, the sound is not coming across. Yeah, I screwed up. Well, it's okay. So I was just going to have to wing it because I don't know what I did wrong. Um, it must be one of those days where everything just goes wrong for you. Um, I have no idea. I did do the sound right, share computer sound, so I don't know what's going on here. Let me just, uh, why don't you all just hang out a second since, you know, since the show started late anyway, who cares, right? So let me just go ahead and see if I can fix this right away and see what's going on. No, that should be, that should be the right one. So now I don't know what's going on. So let me just go ahead and just do the show. We'll continue it and, and, and just keep doing it. So today's uh, workshop is on organic fruit tree care. Uh, oh, it says resume sharing. There you go. So today's workshop is on organic fruit tree care. Uh, and as lesson number four. And so in today's class, we have how to kill your fruit tree, uh, controlling fruit tree diseases, your own enzyme bacterial spray, controlling fruit tree uh, uh, diseases. Oh, I got controlling fruit tree diseases twice. Yeah, I'm doing really good today. So if I got two errors, but so one of the advantages of doing this is that I can open up the lines. If anybody wants to call and talk to me and start talking to me, that's fine with me. It's 888-627-6008 or use the uh, Zoom button to get here online. Let me see if anybody else is here with us today. Uh, nope, not at the moment. So we'll just go ahead and and just uh, keep an eye on things. If anybody shows up, I'm going to, do, I'm going to cover uh, how to make your own bacterial spray. It's kind of weird that I did that twice, and I didn't even notice that, controlling fruit tree diseases twice. It's probably because I'm doing some of my work, right? <laughs> but it's cool, man. Everything's beautiful. It's just everybody relax, uh, and I'll, I'll go through the course. I really, really don't know what happened to the sound. I played it yesterday. Everything was fine. Uh, and then now it's not. So that's so it goes, right? You know, and I do have the uh, the share uh, computer sound on, so I have no idea. I could get mad like everybody else gets mad, you know, but that's not the way to do it, right? 
So I'm going to be talking about more disease control, some guidelines for, for care, uh, talk about nutrition, uh, pests and diseases on your citrus. Again, I'm a little befundled because I did it right yesterday, but that was yesterday, right? It doesn't work, doesn't count if it isn't today. So, and that's what happens, you know, it's because I'm human and I haven't the faintest idea of what I did, uh, but I guess we'll just have to continue it. And so um, uh, we're going to be covering uh, these things that I talked to you about that, that I'll be doing today. I don't really hear anything, so I don't really know what what is going on today, what is, what is going on today at all. But I, I wrote a, a, a column called How to Kill Your Fruit Trees. And it didn't, it wasn't really meant to say, this is what you do to kill your fruit trees. It was done to say, this is what you do, don't do to kill your fruit trees. And, you know, people do so many things to their fruit trees. It's really not hard to kill your fruit trees, is it, right? You know, because you, you, you can easily just, uh, one of the things that I've learned from uh, fruit trees is that you can overdo everything easily, easily. So one of the things they overdo is watering. I'm just going to wing it through because I had the whole talk really done nicely and I did it yesterday, like I said, and uh, uh, and I'm trying to bring up my book because you need my book, you know, uh, Natural Pest Control Disease. Natural, uh, you need my book, Don't Panic, It's Organic, uh, in order to be able to uh, understand everything that I'm talking about, okay? But, uh, and then, let me see if I can find the uh, How to Kill Your Fruit Tree section. Here you go. <laughs> I even I well I did the, the this part right right <laughs> I really don't and my I, my I hear my voice so I'm okay I'm a little confused as to why when I taped it and I did this thing up there it still didn't do my voice because it's kind of I like to do the first half I decided you know to do the first half of the show taped so that I can have it really nice and clean for you guys and the second half is for uh, talk so if anybody wants to call me and talk to me now I'm more than happy to talk to you now right because that's what it's really about. I tell people I'm here to talk to you, but people tend to over fertilize their trees. They're over water their trees. And they, and you know, city water's got all kinds of junk in it. So a lot of times you may want to filter out the water and they don't give enough time, but for the trees to recover, uh, over pruning is really, really bad. You know, you prune a fruit tree for fruit, not for looks, right? So that's, so it's basically really simple how to kill your fruit trees. One of the things you have to do is protect it from people, right? You know, you have to learn how to use compost. You have to learn how to, uh, you know, when I tell people that uh, when pest, when it's food for pests, then it's not food for you. And I've gone over that before in terms of um, why it becomes food for pests. It has to do with uh, carbohydrates. It has to do with simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. So guess which type of carbohydrates insects cannot eat? And guess which type of carbohydrates your fruit tree will have if it's healthy. So you, did you make a guess? And it's not the simple carbohydrates, right? And so that's, that's and, and Mother Nature has set it up that way over the year, over the centuries as this has been going on. And uh, basically the insects have their own refractometer built into them. And it's, uh, what's going on here today? Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> and, and, and so they, they know when the, the tree is edible for them. Because, you know, a lot of, what, what happens to a lot of pests, like, for example, ants. Ants will, they don't attack the tree directly. They bring other pests and milk the tree. They literally take this, the, the, the this blood of the tree and they, and they eat it, and then the ants milk the aphids. And the and that and the, and the nectar what the aphids produce is the food for the ants, and the ants are really really smart. They're one of the smartest creatures on the planet. It's a entirely female run organization, but the the so the the key to to all, all of this is again is the soil. Now again, I apologize that I, I, I the show started like this. Uh, I guess I should have uh, tested three times again, right? I, I'm pretty sure I did the I did the right thing in terms of taping it, and it sounded really good yesterday. But maybe I, I have a different version of it. Maybe for some reason I didn't. Uh, I, I I put it in a different place or something. Things can really happen, uh, especially since I'm still a little drugged out from getting my eye surgery on the right eye. My left eye is still going in other directions. So I want to talk to you a little bit about controlling fruit tree diseases. So if you have a fruit tree and you have a disease. Just call me because we're not going to wait until the half. 
the, the last uh, another 15 minutes to uh, start the calls. I want to start talking to people right away. Get it? Hint, 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 hint. Okay, so controlling food tree diseases is really not that difficult. That the key is the soil. That's and I can't go over that enough because, I, you know, all the time when I talk about the soil, I tell people, heal the soil and you heal yourself, right? I used to say, I wrote a book uh, in 1970 called How Do You Heal the Earth in Your Spare Time? Well, guess what the majority of stuff was in the book that I talked about? It's the soil. You know, heal the earth and you heal yourself. That's one of my sayings. I say that all the time. I've been saying that since 1970. So like I said, when a plant or food is, or fruit is food for pests and diseases, is not food for humans. So what is it you want when you're eating the food, any type of food or fruit trees, right? You want the minerals. So if it's deficient in minerals, it's food for the bugs. So if the bugs are eating it, you're going to know that that food is deficient in minerals, and you're not going to get the minerals. See, that's what I mean when a plant is food, when a plant or a fruit is food for pests and diseases, it's not food for humans. Okay, that's exactly what I mean. Because you want to eat the best. It's called somebody came up with a really clever term. It's called dense food, right? Dense food. And I guess that he meant, and it's very clearly, it's really cool. It says dense food. That means that there is uh, trace minerals in it. Exactly what it means. It means it's trace minerals in it. It's dense with trace minerals. That's what you'll be your vegetables. That's what you know. Your everything you want to eat. It's trace mills. That's what it's all about, is trace mills. So I'm going to give you a couple of guidelines for fruit tree care. And uh, these are just guidelines. If you follow the guidelines, you'll be uh, better off. Uh, your fruit trees will be better off. Your fruit trees will be happy. So one of the things we're going to be doing today, is we're going to start with citrus and move on to other fruit, fruit trees down the road for the rest of the month. But again, if you have an apple or pear or peach or some other type of fruit tree that you have a problem with, Feel free to give me a call at 888-627-6008. I'm happy to talk to you about it, right? Uh, even if you have something else that's not having to do with fruit trees, I'm open to talking about it, okay? Because that's what it's all about, is talking to you about helping you to deal with your problems, not your problems, your gardening problems. I tell people I don't do marital problems, but I have that. Done marriage. I have saved some families because the husband wants to spray. He doesn't care what he sprays as long as it gets rid of the bug. So how do you control fruit trees, diseases, organic? It comes down to soil management, right? Soil management. And by soil management, it means exactly that, taking care of the soil, paying attention to the health of the soil, right? That's very that's key because it's the soil that feeds the trees. You think you're feeding the tree, right? It's not the case. And so we also pay attention to mineral sources. Uh, so you want to be able to, so you have to, you know, I tell people it's called soil depletion. So if you keep taking stuff out of soil, don't put anything back in, there's nothing there. And I know that the biodynamic system is based upon plants that bring up minerals from the soil. Again, if it's not in the soil, they're not going to bring it up either. I mean, uh, the biodynamic, Rose Steiner, a long time ago, the soil was a lot healthier then. Now the soil, there's no soil, there's no topsoil at all. Oh, I got to, something's flashing here. Uh, chat. Uh, let's see who is there. Somebody is calling from Santa Barbara, some dude. Okay, put him on for me, will you? Mr. Engineer. Hey, Spencer, you there? How's it, how's it going, Andy? I screwed up, man. I did a good job yesterday, and I saw a quarter sworn. I had taped it, and the voice is good, and now I don't have any sound. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. That's right, because, you know, the show must go on. I'm really good. I've been doing this forever, so I'm going to say, oh, my God, and so the sound is, oh, no, man, I can just wrap yeah. through it, through it. So what you going to talk about, buddy? What do you want? You know, <laughs> I had some questions. What is, what is the recommended amount of mulch for fruit trees? Okay, well, the trick with the mulch is you can overdo it, right? If you, if you, first of all, you don't want the mulch right up against the bark, the trunk, right? Because that'll cause uh, rotting, it'll cause the, 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 the bark to, to rot, you know? Um, and secondly, the, 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 the amount of mulch, it's really depending upon, the, you know, how much, like an inch or two inches. It really depends the kind of mulch you use, right? So, and, and, and also, too, you don't want to go really too high, it's ridiculous to have a foot, right? You're going to put a foot of mulch down, you're going to probably destroy everything, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think would be a good amount? 
Well, I was thinking anything that's going to be promoting the mycelium web, um, which from what I know is minimum two inches of mulch to preserve the water, the moisture within the soil. You answered your own questions, but like in a forest, you know, in a forest, you go there and you sink down feet, you sink down several feet because that's where it's been added over and over and over again. But the trees all, everything naturally takes care of itself. The mulch does not grow up against the trunk of the tree. So the rule of of thumb basically two to four inches at the most, you know, four inches maximum. It really depends on your environment. I got some people here in Malibu, they put mulch down, they come back the next day and the wind has blown it all away, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So you constantly be have to adding most. I tell people add rock dust, compost, and most on a regular basis. So the trick is to be adding it on a regular basis because it tends to disappear for whatever reason, whether it be wind, water, wash it away, you know, animals will dig things up. So you have to look through it. But yeah, the mulch will protect the, the mycelium. That's what it does. See, a lot of people use compost and they put it down and the sun bakes it and destroys it. Right? Yeah, you know, and as long as it's conserving the water, it's it's doing the job that we want. You know, that's what I've seen a lot of a lot of the clients that I work with. Um, exactly. Before working with them, they weren't very educated on on mulch and soil and taking care of it. You know, now as, as far as how far do the re- a feeder roots grow on some well, trees? Is they're it, all they're all different from the farthest branch out. Or yeah, d- different uh, fruit trees have different uh, type of uh, subsoil structures. Uh, a citrus will go easily 20 feet out, easily, you know. And so, yeah, it doesn't mean you got to mulch 20 feet up, but, yeah, that would be ideal. Ideally, it would be like six feet. Anything other than that, the, the root systems are deeper. Because, see, some, some fruit trees have, uh, uh, have a series of deep roots that go down to the ground. Then they also have a series of shallower roots that lay along the top of the surface. The shallower roots can go out for quite a ways out. You'd be surprised how far these little shallow roots will go out on a fruit tree, for example. If you could see, if you could slice the earth sideways, you would see, oh, my God, look how far those roots go out. Because those roots follow the mycelium web. And they, they, they literally look for the mycelium. So you don't have mycelium. They're out there looking for mycelium. On top of that, they'll go to a source of water that could be 20 feet away if they, if they have to. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so that's. So that's the key to it is to is to literally mulch the, mulch the whole area. So you want to you want to provide uh, compost and mulch, you know, around up to the uh, about ten feet beyond the drip line, ideally. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Got any other questions, man? Thing is, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to talk about you know, just like people who are nutrient deficient are more susceptible to disease. So are plants and trees. You know, and yeah. that's a very big turning point in people's gardening is understanding that we are so similar to trees and plants. And in well, order to have a healthy person, we must eat healthy food. And, well, you know, well, doing this foliar feeding and providing yeah. healthy soil and mulch, that's what is mandatory and not enough people are doing. What people don't realize is that we evolved from the soil. Not only are we similar, we are so similar, it's ridiculous. Our stomach has the same biomean as the soil does. It's a slightly different, you know, the microbes have evolved differently, but that's exactly what they do. They take the minerals that we eat and convert it into something that we can use. You can't eat rock dust, right? You, eat, you chew on that rock dust, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to go to the doctor because you won't be able to poop out the rock dust, right? Exactly. So and then for web is decomposing into matter that we're able to consume. Exactly right. So we don't really have mycelium in our in our stomach. We have something similar. We call it a little different. Uh, you didn't know that. You didn't see that show, but I had basically uh, a company that that's what they do. They they they, they talk about the the biomean in the in the in the in our bodies and what. Cause I have another show and I haven't done it in a while. It's called The Doctor in the Garden. And basically, you know, if you find a doctor that understands that your, your brain is really in your stomach, <laughs> right, and it governs your body, you, you'll be surprised how the, the similarities is how the whole structure has been set up. We evolved from the soil. And at one time we were, you know, when, when we first, uh, you know, became humans, we decided we weren't going to have our feet stuck in the ground. We decided we're going to become movable, right? That's animals and all these things. Mm -hmm. They decided they can become movable, but they took the soil with them, right? (laughs) 
You know, I saw a Star Trek once, they call it bags of water, right? <laughs> That's where we are. We, our skin basically holds everything together so we can move, right? We can go around and do yeah. stuff. But what's really weird is that we think because we can move around, we're no longer connected to the soil. And that's very wrong. Right? Definitely. Yeah. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. So we need to say, it's no coincidence that we need the same identical trace metal. You need 96 different trace metals. The trees, the fruit trees need, our bodies need. And if you're deficient in any trace metal, you're going to have a problem. It's the same thing with the fruit trees. That's why I tell people about the refractor. Can you see, are you looking on video or are you just calling? Are you on Zoom? Calling in and, uh, yeah, listening to the radio show. I have my uh, music or the volume down a little bit so I can hear you on the phone. And, uh, you know, tuning into all of your information. It's valuable information. Are you using Zoom? Are you using using Zoom or are you calling in? Uh, Calling in on my phone. Okay, well, try using Zoom next time because then you can actually see what the video is all about, right? Okay. Yeah. That, w- that would help you because I, I talk to people about a refractometer. You know what that is? Uh, no. You want to elaborate? Well, a refractometer was invented by a cook, a scientist who also happens to be a cook. You know, when you go shopping, uh, I used to go with my mom, right, to go shopping. And then they, she'll say, uh, she would pick an apple and start eating and the, and the grocer would go, oh, let me give you a slice, lady, right? And she go, she wanted to go for the sweet the, fr- the sweetest apple or the sweetest citrus or, you know, we, we evolved to eat things sweet. If, we, if it's sour, it's a warning sign. No, don't eat it as sour, right? Mm-hmm. So a, ref- a refractor, a refractometer measures the BRICS level. A BRICS is a measurement how much sugar you have, the level of sugar in, in the plant in your system or the food. A, refract- uh, a refractometer is actually used uh, for many different things. You can have a refractometer to tell uh, the, the structure of planets and other stars. You can have a refractometer to tell, because basically it refracts the light, and they say, well, the light's broken up into these elements. Oh, that planet is made of this calcium, it's made of this material, right? And it's the same thing, but mm-hmm. a, a refractometer for food basically measures the sugar level. And what's interesting, too, when I started, for example, a citrus needs to have a, a BRICS level, that's what's called a BRICS level, of 18 to 22. So when I used to go, when I went to the store the other day, uh, actually, what happened was I did a show not too long ago on a uh, refractometer, and I just bought an organic one and a, and a chemically grown one. And the chemically grown one was at bricks level of 10, 10, okay? I mean, it goes down to, to zero, but it was a 10. And the, the edible and the organic one was at a refractometer level of 18. So guess which one's going to be, a, was being, has to be so weak that it has to be constantly sprayed and sprayed and sprayed because the bugs are going to go for it. Guess which one? The one with chemicals, huh? The one with a level of 10. And so I've learned from experience that the higher the sugar level, see, I learned from experience that it's the sugar that transfers, that carries the, the minerals into the plant. Isn't that cool? Right? Because mm-hmm. it's photosynthesis, right? They convert, they convert sunlight into sugar, and it's the sugar that carries the trace minerals. And, and so what's interesting, too, about me is I am very different. So most people use a refractometer. They use it for wine, for beer, you know, the juice industry that the orange juice industry, they use it for the juice. Well, I started using the refractometer on the tree, on the leaves, on the flowers. I mean, I use a refractometer on the lawn, on tree, on roses, right? Because you get to learn what the level of, the re- of that plant should be and when it's healthy. See? Definitely. Right? So a refractometer is a very good tool because, you know, idea that you don't need that. I can look, you can, I bet you, you can look at a tree and go, it's fine, it's healthy, right? Or you can look at a tree and go, it's something wrong. But most people need a little yeah. bit of, a little bit of guidance and saying, well, gee, um, I don't know. So, but use a refractometer. So, it, so you can measure the juice, but ideally what you do, you don't measure the juice, you measure the tree, you measure the leaf, you measure the flower. And interesting, interesting too is that you can measure one part of the plant the leaf, and another plant. And if you get something different, that means the tree is having a problem spreading out the trace mills throughout the tree, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the RICS level will change throughout the year, right? So when it's springtime, summertime, right, the tree is functioning. During wintertime, it's different, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So a, ref- a refractometer is a really cool tool. I got three refractometers for 
Uh, one I was given to me when I did it. I was I've been talking about refractometer forever because I I was uh, I started my radio show in 1970, okay, and I got out of the service. Uh, and I started talking about refractometer, and right away those at that time they were ten thousand dollars a unit. And I had the ten thousand dollar one. Okay, and this guy gave it to me. It's like I like of the company. Like I said, I like what you're doing. I'm going to send you a refractometer. I said, cool. So now, uh, so late, I have two other, three other ones. One's twenty-five dollars. One's a hundred, and one's three hundred. Okay, the twenty-five dollars gives me the same reading. Gives me the same reading as the ten thousand dollar one. How's that? Because huh? <laughs> it's the same thing, and it's really cool. You can get a refractometer on, on eBay, Amazon, any of those places. You learn how to use it. Uh, one of the things I'll probably have to do again is to show people how to how to use the refractometer, but it's up there on the radio show. I think I did it a few months ago, uh, maybe a, two months ago, on how you can measure it. Who's that? The kids? Oh, that's the radio show. That's the radio show. Okay, all right. So the, that's what. Uh, so a refractometer helps you to understand if you're doing the right thing or not. If you if the ref, if you if your fruit if the tree if the citrus or whatever it is you're doing, it's at a low level and you're doing something and it's not, and it's not getting raised. Look, I, one of the things that happens when you use chemicals, it raises the refract, the BRICS level immediately, right? But you know the problem? It drops down lower than it was before. It's like a hangover. Yeah. Right? You, you know what I mean? It, 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 but if you're doing it organically, it raises it up the brick, and it keeps it up there. And and the bugs, it's the not bugs, sustainable doing uh, fertilizer with chemicals. And it's not. It's not. You have to. You know, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not a sustainable. As a matter of fact, chemical chemical farmers don't understand the word sustainable at all. They have no idea. They they say we're going to starve if we don't do chemicals. I guess, dude, you guys backwards, man. Look, I told. I, I went to University of Florida, and I don't know if I told you this or not, but they, uh, you know, the teacher said. You know, you're, I always argue with the teacher. says there's no difference between organic sources of nitrogen and chemical sources of nitrogen. Nitrogen is nitrogen. Well, that's true. Nitrogen is nitrogen. But it's the amount of nitrogen that you're, gonna, you're giving to the tree. So urea, which is, which is named after urine, right? Because urine in animal has nitrogen in it, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's, it's, uh, it's, but the urea that you buy in the store is 4500. And the, and the urine, it's not even point, it's not even 1%. But it, it has a blend of microbes and minerals, all kinds of stuff in there. See, right? Big difference. Mm-hmm. And so and it also happens to uh, high nitrogen inhibits the plant's ability to absorb minerals. It's like as if they do it on purpose. We're gonna give we're gonna feed them high nitrogen, then we're gonna then we're gonna make money selling you the pesticides to kill the bugs. Because you're you're taught. People are taught, you watch TV, they'll say, use this to kill that, right? It's the same thing yep. with the human body, same yep. thing with the human body. Keep eating the junk food you want to eat, but take this pill, right? See? Yep. You know what I mean? The medical association. Vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. I, I, exactly. Predatory. Exactly. They're, we're, we're taught we can do whatever we want to as long as we take this pill or spray that for that. But I get called all the time, what can I spray for this bug? Like I have a friend of mine, he says, well, what my, this, uh, my uh, fruit tree is covered with mealybugs. What should I spray? I said, well, and, and actually what happened was a lady called me up and went over and visited her. Says, and and, and uh, she says, uh, it's covered with mealybugs. What should I spray? I says, well, <laughs> so there's a law of cause and effect. The effect is the mealybugs. You d- get rid of the cause, you get rid of the effect. But if you deal with the effect, it makes money for whoever's selling the pesticide, whatever it is, right? Keep, like a, I have a, a friend who's a doctor. He says, you know, I was brought up to tell people, take this and keep coming back on a regular basis because I want you as a regular customer, right? But then he realized, no, I said, no, that's not right. I'll tell you, look, you better eat the right food and you won't be coming back anymore, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what happens yep. in the agriculture and exactly what happens in the agriculture industry. We, we want you to keep coming back and spray this pesticide. So this is our business model. We're going to be spraying, 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 spraying. And that's natural. That's the way it's supposed to be. Like Roundup. You can't, you know, weeds, weeds grow in mineral deficient soil because it's a weed's job to try to look for the weeds and bring it up, the minerals and bring it up. But if it ain't in the soil, because right now you don't really have soil. A lot of places, 
places in Malibu. It's just subsoil. You know what subsoil is? It's a soil below the topsoil. That's why they call it topsoil and subsoil, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if you don't have topsoil, you don't have the mycelia, the mycorrhiza. You don't have that. If you don't have that, then the soil is not functioning. And all you're doing is giving uh, chemical fertilizer, which is basically steroids that has no nutrient value, the depletion of the soil. Yeah, you're going to get these fruits that look amazing, but taste very bland with no right. nutrient benefits at all. Exactly. Right. They look like they, cause they, they grow really fast. I said it's very similar to a, uh, a, 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 a weightlifter, you know, and if that guy is being pumping himself up, pumping himself up, but talk to his doctor, <laughs> all right? Talk to his doctors. I mean, that heart is under stress. His body is stressed out. And the greater the stress, the greater the pest of the disease. And that works for both ways, for the body, as well as for humans, as well as for, for plants. And, especially, and, now with the, and now with the earth heating up the way it is and the soil, I mean, we have done more damage to the soil in the last hundred years than all of mankind history, all the history of mankind in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know if you heard any Back of my show. In yeah, you know, and, and one guy was, wrote an article, maybe there's a relationship between the earth heating up. And he realized, he did a study that all of the earth's, you know, the main agricultural food like rice and things like that, a lot of people are eating on the planet, right? The nutritional level has dropped down. It's not there anymore. And they said, maybe it has something to do with the carbon in the air. And so I wrote to him, I said, no, what it has to do is the, the Industrial Revolution. What came out of the Industrial Revolution? You smart enough. What came out of the Industrial Revolution? A lot of the chemicals in our food. Right. Fertilizers. <laughs> Chemical fertilizers were the one of the main product in the Industrial Revolution. <clears throat> so the fertilizer started to destroy the soil. Then. That was about, what, 50, 40 years ago? Started to destroy the soil then. We use more pesticides and fertilizers now than ever before. And that's what we do. We've been destroying the soil, periodically destroying the soil. You, look, you know what carbon, I don't know how to say it right, but it's basically the carbon gets taken out of the air and, and, and the soil. And everything, Mother Nature is one of the greatest recyclers of all. Mother Nature can take a, a, a mineral and make sure that the whole world gets it. The whole world will get that mineral, right? And so, you know, the earth, mm-hmm. what the earth does is it takes in the carbon in the air, turns the carbon into an acid, uses the acid to break down the minerals, which then into a form that the plants can eat, the mycelium. There's different kinds of mycelium. There's also my, mycorrhiza that lives on the hair of the trees. When the trees are, look, the trees have evolved to live in conjunction with these my, mycorrhiza. And the, the roots go out and look for the mycorrhiza. There's no mycorrhiza. The roots are going, oh, boy, are we in trouble. Right? And it's the same thing with the yeah. ocean. Yeah, I mean, what's going to be decomposing the minerals on a microbial level if there's no uh, mycelium no. web? It's not there. fungi in there. It's not there. On top of that, what makes it even more interesting, because I do a lot of work on people's homes and stuff. So you have trees that come from all parts of the world, right? Did you know that a palm tree evolved in a certain part of the world with a specific mycorrhiza in it. Uh, it's just like a fruit tree, a citrus, or a date, or whatever. They come from different parts of the world, and they have different mycorrhizas they evolved with to work together. So here they have these trees, all different parts of the world, in one place. And, and, and so it's like what when I do when I do in my business, I try to get a blend of the, all these different mycorrhizas from different parts of the world, put them in together so that at least they're going to be getting the type of mycorrhizas and microbes that they're used to have evolved with. See, mm-hmm. that's part really? of the key. That's part of the key to helping these plants because you have palm trees. No, palm trees are not native to California. You know that, right? <laughs> right? No. no, they're not. <laughs> they're not native to California. So it's it, it, so the so the the key is to understand what it, you know the soil. People don't even, I mean, gardeners. You would think that that's the first thing they would key into the health of the of the soil. They don't know any of this stuff. It's sad. It's very sad because the gardeners like mow and blow. You ask them, oh, you know the soil so alive. They go, you crazy man, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You you crazy? Yeah. You're local. You're local, right? Yeah. So uh, it's the blow crews. They come through. They do a wonderful job maintaining properties and keeping everything nice and beautiful. But as far as the proper pruning go, uh, goes and rose care, lawn care, 
and stuff like that. That's not their specialty, you know. They're hired to do the maintenance, you know, to to clip yeah. your grass and to prune your trees here and there, or, or take and, and to dump more fertilizers down, and to dump more fertilizers exactly. down, but more chemicals down. People that are happy with giving your plants Miracle Grow, which is you're not supposed to mention that word on my show. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> but I say I say MG. I say MG. For maintenance. Yeah. Go ahead. The mow and blow crews that are hired for maintenance, they don't know any better. You know. No, they don't. Unfortunately, don't. most people aren't educated on it and no. the harmful effects of these chemical fertilizers. And, and that's completely unnecessary. You right. Know, and that, go the organic route. Everything's right. going to last a lot longer. You're going to feel healthier. You're going to be able to walk on your grass barefoot and have no issues. And that's called sustainability. See, that's what sustainability exactly. is all about. I was telling, I was, I was, I was telling you about this, this class I had. So I told the teacher, "Well, I get ten acres. You get ten acres. Let's see what happens." And on top of that, I say, "Look, growing for one year is not going to do. How about we do it for ten years? And you keep track of what you grow, and I'll keep track of what I grow." And let's see at the end of the 10 years who does what, what, what happens, you know, and, you know, farmers, these chemical farmers, they have to go to another piece of land. Well, for start with, they roll the till, they roll, they destroy the soil in order to start growing. A good organic farmer mm -hmm. does not, does not do the roller tilting, does not destroy the soil. Yeah. It makes the soil healthier and healthier and healthier. Things grow fast, better and better and better and longer. They last longer. And at the end of 10 years, I could be, I will outproduce any chemical farmer and the food is nutrition. So they did a study and I had it on one of my shows. It says, basically a study says, we have discovered there's no difference between organically grown produce and chemically grown produce. And they, their study was, they studied 200 other studies, right? And, and they all based mm -hmm. upon they all based upon this one study. The guy says, "Well, okay, we we're going to take three plots. This will be organic. That's that's uh, that's a uh, the, the one that's whether they call it is neutral. It's um, you know they don't do anything to it. And the other one is chemical. And f first of all, these guys are not they're not organic farmers. They have the faintest idea how to properly grow. So they they so picked a plot. They went out and bought these seeds and they planted all in, in, individual and just took care of them individually the same way, but and my question was, well, what were you feeding these organically ones? And on top of that, there's no soil there to go. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and then they tested nutritional level, which is like nothing. <laughs> they all have nothing, right? <laughs> They're like, you're kidding me. And therefore, there's no difference, right? But if they had told no, me. No it, soil, no mulch, no rock dust. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing. No compost, nothing. And, and I would say, if you had given me that plot, and he had that, and, and you get a, a chemical farmer on that plot, maybe then we can, we can actually see. But I would say, wait a minute, I got to prep the soil. There ain't no soil here, man. There's nothing here. And I would give it the, what I would like to say is the good shit, right? Right? And it would be a big difference. There is a big difference. The Rodale people, they wrote uh, a really good publication. It's up on my website that says that not only is there a difference, because one of the things these guys forgot is that what does it do to the environment? How does it pollute the environment? Does it pollute the environment or not, right? And it does. It's a more chemicals runoff, right, into, uh, to, the, uh, to the rivers, uh, all kinds of pollution. Whereas the other way, you don't, you know, I was, you know how they have every once in a while, they have the E. coli in the, in the vegetables. Oh, you can't eat these vegetables because they're E. coli. And they're saying, well, the far organic farmers fault because they're not using, uh, you know, fungicides and stuff like that. It's not. What happens is, and this is my, in my opinion, okay, so you have like a, a billion cattle, right? You have a billion cattle. You have this massive pile of manure, right? Well, first of all, there, sh there should be a law that says you can't have a billion cattle anywhere near other farms. Secondly, if you have a billion cattle, you better be in the compost business. You better learn how to take that manure and convert it into something useful rather than pile it up. See? Mm -hmm. Right, and so of course they're going. Of course, the organic people, if they're just down the road, they're going to get E. coli because it's going to pollute the whole environment. Yeah, how's that? How's that? Right. <laughs> so I think they should have it like it's just one state where you have the billion cattle. You know, and, I mean the cattle is cool. I mean, remember the buffalo? There were billions and billions of buffalo, and they ran up and down the United States, all up and down. They would transfer minerals basically and microbes all up and down. That's what I was telling people. I've been telling people forever. You know, when we have billions and billions of birds and in the good old days, right? They would take minerals and poop and die all over the place and spread it around. Yeah, you did, nobody was dying of E. coli then, right? 
I wasn't around, so I'm not too sure. I don't think so. <laughs> and, and the American and Indians... I don't think the Industrial Revolution really took effect. You know, now we're starting to see the cause and effect of all these yeah. chemical fertilizers. You know, yeah. production right. rates are continuously going down on all these thousand-acre ranches. Yeah. And people are wondering why. And right. it's obvious that we haven't been taking care of the soil from day one of the uh, Industrial Revolution. Exactly so if we right. get back to our roots, about doing things organically, working with compost, working with mulch, bringing in the rock dust, and actually doing organic farming. Our production rates are going to be higher. Our food's going to be healthier. We're going to be healthier. The air is going to be healthier. Just everything's going to be better. But it's these companies that are in control of the market and control of the food that are continuously nuking our soil without care of the future because all they see is profit margins. And I bet you, I bet you anything, they're working hand in hand, probably owned by the same people with the medical people. The medical people are not saying, mm -hmm. "Oh, this is a Mark White from Minnesota," uh, but was scared to get out in the air. But he has to question. Hang on a second. What's the best fertilizer to purchase for small gardens with vegetables? Wants to know the product name by, to buy. Okay, so uh, uh, Mark, here's, Mark, here's a very simple answer, and this is not advertising. I don't care. Use the Dr. Earth. It's called Dr. Earth. Now, that, that company is really wonderful. It's organic. And you look at the back, it's full of microorganisms. So they have all kinds of really cool organic, uh, you know, I have uh, not only, you know, a good organic fertilizer. Well, one of the things you have to learn about organic fertilizers, you have to use compost. If you don't have compost, that organic fertilizer is not going to work because organic fertilizers is based upon having some kind of living soil to work with. Duh, right? Definitely. I mean, you're going to throw all these fertilizers in, but if you don't have mycelium growing in your soil, they're just going to sit there and slowly seep de deeper and deeper into the ground. Right. right. If you have healthy soil with mycelium at the top level, those fertilizers that you're putting down, they'll be in by the next season. And so if you have, and so he says he has aphids, not him, but the plants. So that tells you that, that your plants, because it doesn't say what, what plants you have, but basically, you know, if, and the aphids are brought on by the ants. And so that tells you, that tells me that trace metal deficiency, the soil is not getting the food. So here's two things you need to do, Mark. You know, you need to, you need to learn how to use rock dust. You learn how to find the best compost on the, on the planet, live compost. Don't go to the store and buy the stuff in a sealed bag because there's nothing in there, okay? You know, find somebody that makes it and, and ask them what they're doing it and learn how to use it and learn to use an acid mulch. You want to have the pH at a certain level because the microbial life lives between 6.5 and 6.8, right? And so there, there, I teach people just two things, short-term and long-term solutions. So the long-term solution is the health of the soil. Key into the health of the soil. So you're from Minnesota. So I don't know what kind of, what the pH level of the soil is in Minnesota, but have a soil test and see what the pH. If the pH is probably really high, uh, I know my, our soil here in Malibu, it's very alkaline. So it's above seven. It's like seven two, seven four, right? You know what I mean? And alkaline yeah. is not going to help the mycelium at all. I don't know what level it is, but so it, it, it's a clue there that you know you, you need to do the long term thing. But that takes a long time. In, in the interim, you're going to lose. You know, so you're really having an ant problem. You're going to lose your plants. So what you really need to do is, and a short term solution is lots of wonderful things you can come up and spray on the plants. By spraying, I mean okay, compost tea. Because one of the things you want to do is be able to spray something that not only gets rid of the bugs, at the same time feeds the plant. So if you can get a good source of compost, then you can feed your plants like they'll get it right away. Coffee, I go get organic coffee because organic coffee is grown. It's rich in iron, rich in magnesium, rich in a lot of stuff. And the caffeine kills the aphids. Here's another, mm -hmm. thing, that, here's another thing that kills the aphids is garlic. So you learn how to use garlic. And you spray it, kills the aphids. Look, just plain hot water. If you go out, get boiling hot water. It depends on how big a plant, how much aphids you got. But you can get boiling hot water and spray the plant. It won't hurt the plant. And here's the key. Spray your hand. You see it'd be warm, but it won't burn you. But it raises the temperature levels of the aphids so that it kills it. But you, what you're really having is an ant problem. It tells you that the ants, if the ants, if you're having an ant problem, the ants have a, a good old, you know what happens when your soil's dead? The ants go nuts. Because in the soil, yep. in the in the soil are nat are natural microbes and bacteria that control the ants. 
and anything else. All diseases, all diseases start in the soil. So if you have an aphid problem, right, if you're having an aphid problem, then you really need to say, I have an ant problem. And the ants are like vectors. They're, they're a female-run organization. They're involved in everything, but they spread the disease from what? If there's a disease, you know, like Sudimo is, is done when the, the aphids suck the juice and the, and the ants come and nect, do the nectar. They're like little cows. They milk them, but they leave all this nectar around and all kinds of these diseases and moles will grow on the nectar. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, 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 Mark, here's the thing that I would do. One of the things I would do, go up to my website. Membership is free. And I will continue to help you with this because you, you need to understand that you're having really a soil problem. Not so much, uh, 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 you know, anything else. That's the problem. If you key into that, it's a long-term. So there are short-term solutions, a variety of short-term solutions you can do. Like, for example, one of the things I do is I get the doctor's stuff for organic fertilizer you realize if you put anything on the ground it can take forever for the tree to get it. and the tree's going i'm not getting anything here so what you do is you put it in a tea bag like a sock and you get some distilled water let it soak in the water that's why compost tea is so good anything you can spray so if you spray you spray the nutrients onto the leaves it's called forest spray at the same time with that coffee so what i do is i make a batch of coffee soak it in the soak the the, the organic fertilizer in the coffee because right? the coffee, what's the coffee? It's acid. It's, it's acidic, right? It's acid enough that brings the pH level down to where it's going to be more, the microbes will be more, very, more effective. And you can actually go out and buy, there are many different products. I think one's called uh, JAWS, J-A-W-S. There's a picture. You can go, out, you can go to uh, Amazon and type in uh, mycelium, mycorrhizae. You'll see one of them is called JAWS. Uh, there's a there's a, a variety nowadays a variety of wonderful products you can buy that allows you to uh, to spray the microbial life on it. Okay, so thank you very much, Mark, for calling, and thank you very much, Spencer, for calling. Because one of the things that the engineer said before is that these people who do the radio show they don't know when it's time to sign off, and you need about a few minutes to allow them to, to go on to the next show. Okay, so thank thank you very much, Spencer, for calling. Me, and I appreciate that. And thank you very much, Mark, for calling me. Mark, if you're not a member, you should join. I know Spencer's a member. Membership is free. You get my, my book. You get all that stuff. You get help from me for life, okay? And I'm here to help you guys. And that's what it's all about. We have a few more minutes left. Uh, thank you, Spencer. Thank you, uh, Mark, for calling. Uh, coming up next is the Cosmic Spaceship, which is my there's another show. It's on station. I think it's on station two or one. I don't know. <laughs> but it's up at the same station. Hey, engineer, is it station two that the Cosmic Spaceship is on? I think it is a station two. Oh, station. Uh, oh, oh, Rico's calling. You're a little late, Rico. We're going off the air now. I can't even talk to you. You're, you should have come on a little bit sooner. So that's kind of like, sorry. <laughs> I can't help you. We're now signing off unless you want me to talk to you for two seconds. Come on the air now. Put him on the air for a second. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Why did you wait until we had two seconds? I'm not telling you the magic word because you don't deserve it. You're getting on the air now. It's just we're ready to log off. No. Been listening to this whole conversation i wanted to ask you about the oak trees my oak trees are all turning brown i can't help you i have a, a less than a few minutes to go on you should have you could have come on we have that's all right i'll call back later i'll call you next week but thank you for all the information about the fruit trees no problem because you know we we are we we can all talk together we we have a it's called conversation we can do that you you didn't have to wait you could just chimed in you know but it's okay I, I yeah call next week and we'll talk some more now i know i, I didn't know that yeah yeah okay. you, you you could do that no problem and it's and basically it has to do with heat the temperature of the soil the heat is destroying the soil burns things up and the heat in the air that it will destroy the leaves too i know what you're talking about because the leaves get crunchy and it's the, it's the, the heat. It's, it's, it, well, I'm, I'm heated up right here, you know. It's, so the earth is getting hotter and hotter. Things are just going to burn up. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank okay. You. All right. So I think we got uh, another minute or so. I'm not really sure. I could have I probably uh, talked to Rico so mo- a little bit more. Uh, but my engineer says you needed five minutes. Do you need five? You still need uh, some time? Or do we have any time left, Mr. Engineer? Are you there? Mm-hmm. Sure, he says. Cool. So go to my website, invisiblegardener.com, uh, and uh, join. Membership is free. 
and it's free for life. I won't ask for any money from you again. The, this workshop is free. All that I ask for you to do in this workshop, right, is to buy my book. Don't, uh, it's called Don't Panic, It's Organic, and it's available to Amazon or any, any place you buy books. I would like it if you go to Amazon and buy it because then you can also go back there. I want you to go back there and do a book review. The book Amazon is where my publisher is and my distributor. And say, we won't even look at your book unless people buy it and they do a book review. We want like 100, we want, <coughs> we want at least 100 book reviews before we even look at you. So far, I got about 10. <coughs> so go up there and you. the way you find it, you type Invisible Gardener Books. You see my book, Don't Panic, It's Organic Book. You can buy it from third parties. There are lots of other people are selling it everywhere. You're, that's fine with, that's fine with me. It doesn't make any difference. As long as you do the book review, you know, I'd rather you buy it from me because I get a little bit of money from it, you know, and then, and then you can go through with the book on the, on the class here, because this is going to be a year long class. I'm going to be doing this for a year. And after a while, I'm going to start charging for the class. I'm going to figure out how to make it so you can't even get on here unless you're part of, you pay for it. I'm sure we can figure something out, but these, these classes are all available so when I, you know, the, when I finish the show, I post it up on YouTube. I, it's, it's live right now on Facebook. Uh, and it really goes out there. I have over 60,000 downloads. I, uh, no, maybe it's up to 70,000 now. So it's quite a following. So I'm here to help you guys to deal with this. Uh, again, I apologize if for some reason the show didn't, didn't tape. I might just, in the future, just do it this way. Just, just get the visuals up there and it's just do it live so that I can just talk to it. So somebody, somebody shouldn't have to sit through all this and, and listen to stuff. Cause I, you know, if you can, but I would, it'd be great if you use zoom that you can see the visuals you're missing out on the best, one of the best part of the show. Cause I put a lot of information, a lot of time to put stuff up there. So I don't believe that these, these, these two guys didn't use zoom and it's very easy to click on the zoom thing, even your phone, your computer, and assume the visuals come up because I, I do a lot of visuals so you can see, right? And it's also helpful. You can, I can see the past. I show you the, all kinds of stuff, right? So please use Zoom. I might just say, just use Zoom. Don't even, don't, the heck we're calling, right? Just uh, on the phone. Just use Zoom so that you can take advantage of the visuals. So coming up next in another few minutes is uh, Cosmic Spaceship. I write music. I write my own music, special healing music use the headphones, and uh, do the artwork. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, log off now. Thank you very much for everybody. Uh, thank you very much for listening to my show. And, and thank you. Be, come back next, next week. I'll be here, provided the earth is here. So take care now. And don't forget, happy growing organically, of course. Bye now. Bye, everybody. I'm going now. Here we go.